1: Saints Happy Hour needs your support. The Saints are going to have a great 2021 season, but Saints Happy Hour needs more support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24 7, early access to podcast episodes, our world famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com. Oh, goodness, Andrew, that's the breaking news siren. The Saints signed Devonta Devante Freeman <laughs> uh, <laughs> I botched it even though before we started recording you reminded me not to I did it anyway. That was literally like 20 seconds ago. I said it's
0: Devante. Don't call him (laughs) Devonta." It
1: was literally 20 seconds ago. It wasn't even 20 seconds. Welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. This one's free courtesy of Spotify but you should sign up and become a full time patron uh, because it's awesome. You get the best Saints podcast every day and annual subscribers get two months for free and they get our special gift for the season. Uh, Andrew, I was at the pool when I saw this come through and I was like, what is this? Why are they signing Devontae Freeman from the Falcons? Uh, They're fine at running back. But then I saw you tweet and talking in the Discord channel. I was like, maybe they're not.
0: Well, the first thing I thought of when I saw that was who died and when, and why, why was it uh, Latavius Murray? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was where my mind went immediately. But uh, so it's interesting. Yeah. You t- tweeted uh, yeah, me who every, died, who died. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I guess Ty Montgomery has been playing receiver exclusively. And a big part of that is Michael Thomas being out. And I guess with Juwan Johnson doing more tight end, You know they're they're thin at receiver, and so yeah, we don't really talk about Ty Montgomery much when we talk about the receiver group, right? Like we've talked about Will Jordan, we've talked about all these guys, but like Ty Montgomery has been in the league and he's explosive, and he's as good of a candidate to be a top three receiver on this team right now as anybody, if if you count Deontay Harris and Michael Thomas being out to start the season. So yeah, I mean, I, I with with him moving. And with Kamara probably catching a lot of passes, all of a sudden you ask yourself, who's the number three running back? And, well, Tony Jones is in the mix, Stevie Scott, the UDFA, uh, and Dwayne Washington, who's more of a special teamer. So why not? You know, Uh, I mean, look, there's no risk. Like, this is the thing that everyone needs to remember. At first, I was just like, what the hell? Like, why? Why bring Devon at this stage of his career? Like, what's the point? But – the way I look at it, like the, if Ty Montgomery's going to be more of a receiver to start the year, they don't really have a number three running back, and there's really no downside because if it's a minimum deal and if Freeman sucks, like they'll just cut him. And my guess is he looked pretty good in the workout. Otherwise, they wouldn't have signed him. Um, and then on top of that, you add like his history with Jameis. They both went to Florida State That's together. Right
1: to won, won a national championship together.
0: Yeah, and it's not that different from when Tom Brady goes to the Bucks and Gronk joins and, you know, Leonard Fournette wants to go because Brady's on the team. Like, you know, I, I do think sometimes you leverage those relationships. And, you know, I, I think he has something to bring to the locker room too. So it's just really funny in the sense that, like, he, he was – kind of a Saints killer for the Falcons. Like he had some really, really good games against us. He did. And Sean Payton hated him. And there was that, like, choke sign that he made. Remember? when you know, It was oh, kind of a reference to the year before <laughs> in the Super Bowl. That. He's looking at Devontae Freeman and doing the choke symbol. I and Devontae Freeman talks mad trash to him from the sidelines. And, like, you know, even after the game, you know, he's tweeting ain'ts and – Uh, you know, I I forget exactly what he tweeted about Sean Payton, but like Sean Payton sought him out and apologized to him because for a minute there, like it was getting a little scary. Like some of the things that Devontae Freeman was saying, like he might he might come after Sean Payton or whatever.
1: So (laughs) it's just the choke choke symbol's as bad as it gets. It's pretty bad. (laughs) I love Sean Payton, but I forgot I forgot about all that. Well, you
0: never do the choke symbol. Like you can tell him like you choked in the Super Bowl or whatever, but like, you know, the hands around the neck is a little—I don't know—it's a little graphic.
1: It is. That's it. Be, be those were those were simpler times. Then you 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 don't get you getting you getting huge trouble for that. Now I think, um, but like you said, I mean, there's no risk, and he look, Mike can't be any worse than like Gillis Lee or or. Or um, Adrian Peterson, right? I mean, it's, you know, he's 29 and they'll they'll roll the dice with him. uh, And we'll see how it goes. The other news of the training camp today, the actual practices, was Corner is in crisis. Because they're poking around Prince Akamukamora's dead body. Okay. So how
0: do you say that name right? How do you say that name right and
1: get <laughs> Devontae Freeman and all these
0: other names? Anyway, continue.
1: <laughs> They're poking around. It took Sean Payton three practices to st- start poking around corpses of corners <laughs> that we vaguely remember played in the NFL. And here's why, Andrew. The star of camp of the corners is Ken Crawley. That's Billy Bando's music, and people weren't getting on me because I was making fun of (laughs) him. I was like, if Ken Crawley is rocking it like it's 2017, that means the receivers suck. But other people were tweeting at me, well, maybe corner's not going to be as bad as you thought. So maybe Ken Crawley, he's going to turn back the clock, and number two corner is solved.
0: Well, all I know is that They don't throw flags in camp, but if (laughs) Ken Crawley's your starter, they're going to be throwing flags in the games, you know? So Ken Crawley looking good, like that's all fine and dandy until the flags start, it starts raining flags in the games, at which point he gets a little nervous about being handsy and he becomes less handsy and then he's getting beat really badly. Like I've seen that movie and I, I know that's how it goes uh so yeah it does make me nervous but uh, on the other hand like ken crawley like uh, we love to make fun of him but like he was he was a good dare i say good starter for the saints for like half a season
1: almost is, for 2017. is good to is good too nice
2: i mean there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Serviceable? Does that feel By Saints standards, he was good. Like if you take all the cornerback plays since and, 2013. And, and he
0: was kind of a Julio Jones killer.
1: Yeah, like he was good. He had that huge pick against the Dolphins in London. He was he was good for. He was he was a good serviceable NFL quarter, corner in 2017. But 2017 is a long time the, ago. The problem with Ken Crawley is like he
0: gets you through a few weeks maybe, like if he's yeah. on a hot streak. You know, he's kind of <laughs> like that three-point shooter that you don't like very much like Marco Bellinelli. Remember when he was on the yeah. Hornets? Then talking Pel- like it's like you know, he'll give you a stretch there where he's hitting a bunch of threes and he's kind of unconscious and he can't miss, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this guy could shoot." And then the minute the shots stop dropping, he can't do anything else so you're like, yeah, oh, he's like,, guy. get him off like, my roster, ASAP.
1: <laughs> you know, Passes going off his face. Part. he's getting he's getting yeah. dunked on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I, I feel like Ken Crawley, you know he'll match up against the guy. Where you're expecting like 15 catches for 280, right? And and he actually does a good job, holds the receiver to maybe like four catches for 57 yards, and you're like, oh yeah, Crawley played good. good and then they'll not, play the not tech, and they'll like, play. You know, he kind of exceed he exceeds expectations in like three or four weeks, you're, like feeling good, and then he has like the Jason David game. Yeah, and yeah. you're just like, oh right,
1: yeah, you have that. Bit- That'll be the thing. That'll be the game. Like he'll be great, and then they'll play, they, they'll play Tampa, and they'll be like, "Oh my God, Blaine Gabbert and Mike Evans are out. We are going to roll." And whoever Tampa yeah. has at receiver catches well, that, eight. Well, that's the
0: thing. He eight gets eight for smoked by like some nobody fast guy that hasn't done anything <laughs> all year, you know. And then just you were feeling good because he played good against Julio or whatever. But then he plays some nobody and gets smoked, and you're like,
1: "Oof." Yeah, but they they um, they're clearly. They're sniffing around corner. It only took three. It only took three days. Uh, they haven't they haven't done any tr- they haven't done any trades and NFL trades aren't percolating up yet. So we'll see. Um, the interesting thing about after practice today was um, we'll start with we'll start with Peyton because they they talked about both they get they had both quarterbacks J- Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill were both interviewed by the media and Sean Payton was already banging on the media about their uh, obsession with the check down.
2: I told him yesterday, I said, every time you guys check a ball down to the running back, you'll get an article written. So, um, yeah, look, and I understand it. Um, that's all part of the offense, and you're wanting to see some of the traits that maybe has made this offense go, and yet it, it'll evolve and and take on a little bit of a, a new life of its own based on who's playing quarterback. But, um You know, a lot of drills that you get into might be more coverage-based and you're going to have to throw it underneath. And then there's going to be some drills where, you know, they're going to force you to throw the ball down the field. Um, But, you know, both those guys are focused, obviously, on being patient, understanding what – really understanding what the defense is trying to take away and, um, you know, playing then a little bit more efficiently.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to me, Andrew. What matters – what's going to matter most – to Peyton, Like cuz cuz he, he talked about all these things at the grade the quarterback. Is it is it going to be efficiency, big plays, like like I know it all matters, but like in the hierarchy of like what matters is efficiency and turnovers number 1 and 2 is it big plays? Like it's it's, it's interesting to me how he's going to how he's going to view what matters most to him when picking the quarterback
0: matters to him the most, you think? Yeah, like is what? That, like,
1: like what? Like what matters? What's going to matter the most to him, you think? Uh, I mean, at the end of the
0: day, this is like the most uh, simplistic answer to your question, but it's who gives him the best chance to win? It's really that simple. And so, you know, when he says they track everything, I. I I think we know Taysom Hill is the better runner. I think we know Jameis Winston is the better thrower, right? So those are the things they do well. To me, it's really about what are the things they do bad. And with Jameis Winston, I would say it's kind of like the gunslinger thing. So he jokes about the checking down, but I actually think that's important, or super important, especially for Jameis. And like the fact that people are writing articles about Jameis Winston settling for the fifth option and checking down cause the throws aren't there. He's reading the defense. That's really important. Like that, that's how, that's what's going to win him the, the starting job. So I, I do think he's looking at that and with Taysom, you know, the things that make him unplayable are, can he make the throws down the field? Can he, can he go through his read progressions? You know, can he not fumble the ball? So to me, it's 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 more like the negative stuff. Like we know the yeah, positive stuff with both players. That that's what gets us excited about these two guys. And I don't see all of a sudden Jameis Winston breaking a sixty-yard run. And I don't see Taysom Hill all of a sudden making these ridiculous throws that James yeah. can make.
1: And you know, like say, that
0: that that to me is set.
1: And I I so, didn't t- I didn't tweet it out because I didn't want to I didn't want the media yelling at me and arg- I didn't want to get into arguments. But they had Taysom for seven minutes. Not one person asked him about, have you improved your fumbling issue? Like, to me, that is one of the critical questions you have to ask Taysom. Um, But one interesting thing they did ask Taysom today, Andrew, was they asked him about getting prepared and getting his body ready for training camp. And he talked about something that you have been talking about There's a difference between getting ready to play quarterback only and getting ready to play quarterback, tight end, receiver, and all the things that he had been asked to do in the past.
0: I think as a thrower, it's more important to have a stronger backside, you know, uh, than it is your frontside shoulder, and it's naturally to work your frontside muscles than it is your backside. Um, And I can tell you for me, historically, when I get sore, it's all your D cell motions from taking so many reps and throwing so many balls, and so... Throughout my career here, I was always trying to find that balance of being strong enough to do what I was going to be asked to do, but you know, still be able to to throw a ball and, and so forth. And so, there was a, definitely a transition there.
1: So it sounds, I and mean, he said he's 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 prepared to he's preparing to be a quarterback. So I wonder, like, if he's not the quarterback. Is he less likely to do more stuff? Is he going to get hurt? Like, it's a, it's a concern, but it was interesting to me that he mentioned that, like, yeah, I've, I've prepared my body all off season to be a quarterback.
0: Well, look, I, I, I do think if he doesn't win the job and all of a sudden he's the backup, this isn't really a thing anymore where I, I think he can adjust pretty quickly. Now, I don't know if he can do it in a week, but, like, in two or three weeks... I think he can get his body up to speed where like if Jameis is the guy and it's like, hey, look, yeah. you're you're not the you're not the quarterback. Like he, he can change his workout routine, he can build strength, he can get his body acclimated pretty quickly to, to be ready. Like I, I, I think the ship has sailed on the special team stuff. Punt protector, like I I just don't see him doing that for the Saints anymore. So I, I do think we can kiss that stuff goodbye. The playing a tight end, you know, I I just think they're paying the guy fourteen million dollars for God's sakes. Like they're, they're yeah. not going to have him sit on the bench That's and do right. nothing. Like pay when when he knows what this guy's capable of, and he knows that he can give him a, an angle offensively, a, a, a weapon, a, a, you know a, something for the defense to prepare for. Like when you're missing Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. you're gonna need that. That's right. You're uh, like so uh, yeah. If he's not the guy, then. You know, that he's going to have to figure it out. So for those people out there that are like, oh, well, he physically he can't do it. Like he's going to have to figure that out pretty quickly because he's yeah. going back to tight end. He's he's going back to running the wildcat like that's what's going to happen. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, I, I mean, I would say after the first two days, Jameis was with the backups and all accounts were that Jameis was looking better. And then they made the switch today, and Jameis was with the starters, and Taysom was with the backups, and Taysom looked a lot better today. So, um, you know, I, I would say through three days, uh, inconclusive. You know, inconclusive. I don't know.
1: Who... I need no, no, Andrew, you can't do that on yeah. social media. I need, a, I need a goddamn answer today. I need an answer now. <laughs> That's right. Download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at nine o'clock. We'll see you there. By the way, this is a this is a tease. We have much. We have a more interesting sound from Jameis and Taysom that we're going to play on the uh, live stream that we do every Monday night. And if you're pro- listening to this podcast for free, it's tonight so join us we're gonna have more sound i wanted to have dave and kevin in the mix uh to talk about especially some of the Taysom sound Um, we're gonna
0: have our udfa draft too right
1: no we're just we're we're, we're not having the udfa draft yet we're gonna do do that next week but but thomas is gonna give us the big the updated big board and we're gonna have like a pre-draft like look at the big board and think about it and go through it we got i gotta have another week of practice before we have the the udfa draft
0: it remind um, remind me of the draft order. it's uh well, Dave's last because he it's won. Thomas
1: then me then then Kevin then, then you
0: then Dave, I think no, Kevin's guy played a game. yeah, but Kevin is Kevin is you know behind me so Wait, it's, so yeah. how did how did we decide that you're ahead of me? How does that work?
1: Um, because you're my guy we was both ne- had
0: guys we are, we had both had guys that were on practice squad the whole year, so I we basically know. tied.
1: I don't remember. We didn't. We we did some. We did something, and I I f- fucking forgot what it was.
0: But so you third. think you're
1: picking second, and I'm picking yeah. I'm third? picking second. You're picking third. Kevin's uh, picking fourth, and okay. Dave's last. Okay. So we got. It's gonna be. It's a pretty. It, th- this 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 UDFA draft. We'll get into it tomorrow. To on the <clears throat> on the live stream. It's it's interesting because this roster is much more in flux. So you can go a lot of directions and feel good that your guy can make it. But. Back to quarterback. Uh, Jameis talked to the media, and he had a bunch of interesting things to say. And I, I want I, I want to play this soundbite uh, for you. And this is about him talking about the offseason work he did with the players. But the thing that I want people to pay attention to is he says receiver's name with such excitement that it is unbelievable. Like I feel like he is in love with all of his receivers. Check this out.
2: I often say that teamwork makes the dream work, right? So the more I, I just get to know who that guy is, he gets to know who I am. You know, you, you kind of build that trust, right? So you, you, it's, it's one of those situations where you, you look that guy in
1: the eye and he's like, yeah, I know what page you're on, you know, and I know what page he's on. So uh, anytime you can build that team camaraderie with anyone, you know, the offensive line, you know, that's why, uh,
2: you know, Sean, you know, promotes uh, – gatherings but you know with COVID and all we couldn't do that right we could so we kind of lost that aspect of that team building so the only time we get to spend time together is in this locker room so we definitely got to take advantage of that but uh, this offseason being able to spend time with Deontay, Lil Jordan, uh, TQ and Adam
1: Troutman and Jawan and and, and Nick and all those guys like you just you just know like when we get on the field like hey we've been here before right we already executed these plays so uh, it's a different type of connection. I mean, Andrew. He's like TQ. You won. He's like he is pumped about these receivers. No, uh, look.
0: He's doing all the right things. That's the thing we keep talking about. And uh, if he wants to stand any chance, he, he, he's doing the extra mile. You know. And, and and I saw that he was doing footwork stuff. Yeah. Uh, doing a lot of stuff after practice. Like, who does that remind you of?
1: Yeah, it's true. And breezy, right? You know. Breezy. And, and,
0: and he, that's who he learned that stuff from. So, you know, look, no, uh, no concerns about the
1: off-the-field stuff. No, and I, and I yeah. you know, it's funny. You, you tweet about Jameis. Even if you don't tag him, Jameis101 swoops in like Batman. And me <laughs> and him got into one of our many arguments, and it wasn't even advanced stats because Jameis101, I've said it before, nobody loves – no. find yourself somebody who loves you like he loves Jameis. But my point to him was, and he – was refuting me, but he's 100% wrong, is this is it for Jameis. Like, if Jameis doesn't lock down this job with the Saints and become the franchise quarterback for the Saints, he's never going to be a franchise quarterback for a team because teams are going to look at him, they're going to be like, Arians didn't want you, Sean Payton didn't want you, you're the black Ryan Fitzpatrick from now on. Like, we'll we'll sign you, you'll be the bridge to our next guy or, like, when we draft a guy. But we're no one's ever going to commit to him long term. This is it. This is it for him. And I think he knows it. And that's why he's doing everything. He's going the extra mile. He's great with the media. Like, he knows. And, and like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, this is it. Like, he knows this is his last real shot to be the face of a franchise. I I 100% believe that. I don't care what Jameis101 tweets at me.
0: I think I agree with you. I mean, I, I do think it's possible that he he could be a backup somewhere. Like I think Tannehill, you know, like Tannehill. Yeah. Like he's a he's a backup somewhere and then the starter gets hurt and then he tears it up and then maybe, you know, he becomes a franchise quarterback. So I I would slightly disagree that like, you know, maybe there's a path for him, but, but I mostly agree with what you're saying. Um I do think he's going a long way towards proving that the issues that he's had are a thing of the past. I mean, I, I really think he, he, he just, he's, he's a professional now, you know? And I think for a long time, like there was just question marks about a lot of distractions, a lot of behavior. Like when he was off the football field, not practicing where it's like, is this guy really committed to football? Like, or is he kind of immature? And he always looked me- Really immature. But to me, to me, that's all in the past now. Like wow. I, I think he's turned that corner. So I do think a team would sign him to be a backup now, based on oh, yeah. what he's demonstrated. Hundred percent. But yeah, but but um, I mostly agree with you. But look, everything you're saying, Ralph, like we're seeing that from James. Like I, I right. think he recognizes that. Like he he senses the urgency of like I've just this is the second year in a row I'm on an unsatisfactory contract. You know that guy thinks he's worth 25, 30 million a year. You know Jameis believes that in his heart of hearts. So like somebody should be paying me that. And, you know, I, I think he's done a good job humbling himself, but he, I think he believes that he's being lowballed. And I believe he, he thinks that he should be making more money. And that probably is a bitter pill to swallow. I think he's accepted that like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is, these are the lumps I have to go through to get to where I want to be. I think he's accepted that and yet I still think it's a bitter pill for him to swallow that he's in this position and not being handed a starting job at 25 million a year. So that's where he wants to be and and I do think there's that tunnel vision and that that um sense of urgency, you know.
1: Yeah, and also too, just he was always to me like even at Florida State and Tampa, he was a guy that was like kind of chunky and like you never looked at him and you were like, that dude's in pristine shape. Now, you look at him, you're like, yeah, he's in fucking maximum shape. Like, he, it's, it's just. Quarter,
0: quarterback weight is always a little weird to me in the sense he almost looks a little skinny to me. Yeah. You know? And, and the thing you got to be careful about with that is, I mean, I guess Tom Brady's that way too. And he's super malleable. And when he takes hits. I've I've defensive I've seen defensive ends like describe it as tackling a pillow like he's just so pliable and malleable that like it's hard to put a big hit on him because it just his body contorts to it and so maybe it's like that for Jameis I know he's doing a lot of yoga and stuff but I don't know I mean I, I feel like Roethlisberger now Roethlisberger is super skinny right now too but I mean over his career he's kind of carried a little bit of extra weight yeah. and you've seen a lot of quarterbacks that, that, that carry their weight like that specifically to be able to take hits, you know? Yeah. And, and so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, all I know is breeze from the last 16 years of covering the saints or whatever, but
1: he was obviously short, breeze, but breeze has always, always been thicker super than lean. you thought. Like if you ever met him in part, you'd be like, man, he's, he was always thicker than you thought, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, he did never had an ounce of fat on him though
1: yeah but yeah um but it's 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 an interesting point with with james and you know as we go through we've only had three days but what have you noticed in three days from the reporting from the twitters from the videos from everything has anything stuck out to you that is either really good or really concerning no, not really. I mean, until live tackling
0: happens, until they're in full pads. I I think the biggest thing that you can take away besides how the quarterbacks are doing, and so far, like I would give Taysom and James both a B plus. I think they're doing mm-hmm. everything they're supposed to be doing. They're throwing the ball pretty well. They're grading out well. They're working with, you know, C minus D plus level receivers and Uh, they're making the throws they're supposed to and all that. So I I don't really concern myself too much with the quarterbacks. And I think that's, that's a positive. Uh, it's interesting just to see the rotation, uh, you know, and and obviously Ruiz has been the right guard. There hasn't been much rotation there. He's the guy that's really promising to see. Uh, there hasn't been any flip-flopping between him and McCoy, like McCoy's the center. He's the right guard. So that feels really stable. The offensive line feels set. Uh, Interesting to see Jalen Dalton has gotten a lot of looks at defensive tackle next to shy Tuttle. So I would say right now, if you're looking at defensive tackle, it looks like Jalen Dalton's really the one uh, at least for now. That's kind of turning some heads and he was doing the same though last year, right? Like he was, he was, yeah, he was good in training camp. Yeah. Before he got hurt. So, yeah, uh, you know, he he's maybe a, guy, a no-name guy. So we can't draft him in the UDFA draft because he's a veteran now. But he's not a rookie. Uh, but he he's a guy to look for. And I, I've I've just gotten tipped from a couple people I've talked to that like, yeah, Dalton is looking good in camp. So uh, that's a guy to keep an eye on. And and then honestly, it's it's the uh, Werner and Zach Bond battle. Like Zach Bond has a ways to go, but uh, everything I've heard is he's made some strides and he's looking pretty good so far. And so. There's a big difference between Zach Bond last year and what Zach Bond looks like right now. and oh God, I think that's D. a big deal for Saints fans. and so you know, all of a sudden you, I think you look at this Werner Bond battle, and that's promising for the Saints in the sense that you know you only need one to work out at least to begin this season, and if both are playing pretty good and making that competition tough, uh, that's a good sign for the Saints. They want to bring him to camp. He looks like a star of the day for the Saints.
1: Maybe their 26 year quest to draft an above average linebacker will end with Bonn or Werner
0: right right know. either way only you, one of them has to work out for that to be that's true. right so is by this- the way I found I found the quote uh from uh Devante Freeman and it was that uh Sean Payton that guy doesn't know anything about choking he doesn't come from where I've been uh so I don't know I thought that was kind of funny <laughs> That man don't know nothing about choking, end quote. He ain't from where I'm from. He don't know nothing about choking.
1: See, Sean Payton, he'll <laughs> let bygones be bygones if if, the, if he thinks a player can help him,
0: you know? Sean Payton did apologize after that and said he, he regretted the, uh, the you know, anyway.
1: Makes me so feel it, it looks
0: like things are all good between yep, him and Freeman. It's all good. So th- Clearly, so- he signed the guy.
1: So we'll see. We'll see uh, what happens. It's, it's something. It's it's something to watch, though, with running back and that sort of thing. And like I said, we are the best podcast to get your daily fix from training camp. We're breaking it down. We're giving you sound players. Sean Payton. Uh, everything so you should sign up and become a freaking patron do it annually save yourself some money john and lester and nathan all did it today they became annual patrons thanks guys and so do it and you get a free gift which we'll announce on the live stream tomorrow night it's amazing dave did a knock-up job so for andrew i'm ralph you got a special saturday night podcast but we'll see you monday on the new live stream thanks and uh we'll see you then